Today we have the privilege of studying Divrei Hayamim, Perek Lamed uh, Bet, the 32nd chapter of Second Chronicles. This chapter narrates the arrival of Sancheriv to fight against Chizkiyahu, and it is a fascinating climax to the book as a whole and to the portrayal of Chizkiyahu in particular. The story of what happened when Sancheriv came to fight against Yehuda in 701 BCE is well known. It is recorded in Sefer Melachim in two versions. It is recorded in the Assyrian Annals. It is recorded in the Assyrian Art. The rough summary of what transpired is along, runs along the following lines. Yehuda for many years paid tribute to Assyria. In 705, the king of Assyria, Sargon II, died. Immediately after his death, the Assyrian uh, uh, Empire went into a short period of decline. This ended when Sancheriv seized the throne of Assyria and began to um, restore the Assyrian Empire. During the period of the Assyrian Empire's decline, many kingdoms, including Yehuda, had ceased to pay tribute, and Sancheriv in 701 began a campaign to restore Assyrian domination of many kingdoms, including Yehuda. He arrived in this, on the coast of the Mediterranean in 701, fought against the kingdom of uh, the kings of Ashkelon, who controlled the area which is now Tel Aviv, moved southward towards the kings, other kings in the area that's now Philistia, the area of um, Aza, and so on, uh, moved from there northwards to Lachish, and from Lachish came to threaten Yushalayim. Although he conquered Lachish and many other cities in Yehuda, he did not conquer Yushalayim. Chizkiyahu paid him a certain level of tribute. Malachim records that a plague befell him. He thereupon returned to Assyria, um, satisfied that he had restored Yehuda's role as a tribute-paying kingdom, and that he had conquered Lachish and glorified himself with his conquest of Lachish um, in artwork and in um, narrative. That's what happened. Sefer Melachim and Sefer Yeshayahu record a very specific interpretation of those events, in which the stand of Yehuda against Chizkiyahu is portrayed as a sort of epic struggle for domination, in which if Yushalayim will not fall to, to Sancheriv, and Yushalayim will stand with Chizkiyahu and refuse to acknowledge Sancheriv as the as the sovereign of, uh, of, of Yehuda, then Yushalayim, by standing and by not being conquered, will demonstrate the idea of divine sovereignty in the world. In Sefer Yeshayahu, taken over into Sefer Melachim, Sefer Yeshayahu, chapters 36-37, which you can listen to on the OU Nach Yomi tape as well, um, in Sefer Yeshayahu, chapters 36-37, the, the stand of Yushalayim against Sancheriv is interpreted as uh, meaning that Yushalayim stands with God, and the battle is not just a battle for conquest of Yushalayim, it's a battle for sovereignty in the world. Will God show, be shown to be the universal sovereign by Yushalayim standing tall, or will Sancheriv be shown to be the universal sovereign by Yushalayim falling to Sancheriv? The take in Malachim is very, the take in Tiverhayamim is very, very different. Tiverhayamim sees these events essentially as a litmus test, not for divine sovereignty in the universe, 
not for Chizkiyahu's um, heroism, but for the heroism of the average person in Yehuda. Will the average person in Yehuda stand with Sancheriv, or will he stand with Chizkiyahu? Will the average person in Yehuda fight for Sancheriv, or fight for Chizkiyahu? Will the average person of Yehuda stay loyal to Chizkiyahu, despite all of the difficulties? And there is an, inten- an intentional development here, where chapters previous three chapters, 29, uh, 30, 31, have all built on this idea of Chizkiyahu developing popular support. Now, chapter 32 narrates how Chizkiyahu finally builds that popular support and transforms it into a um, development in which Chizkiyahu shows that he has the popular support, people of Yehuda support him, and they are willing to stand with him against Sancheriv. The chapter can be divided into three sections. The first eight verses are the exhortation of Chizkiyahu to the people. The next um, 14, 15 verses are the narrative of how the people did in fact stand with Chizkiyahu, how the people stood with Chizkiyahu and refused to go over to the Sancheriv side. And the last several verses of the chapter from verse 24 to verse 33 are the narrative of the end of Chizkiyahu's life. Let's look at the first section now, Chizkiyahu's exhortation to the people. After these matters and this truth, Sancheriv, the king of Ashur, came to Yehuda, camped upon the fortified cities and, and tried to cause them to um, turn over themselves over to him. In other words, noticeably and importantly, the emphasis here is not on the conquest of the cities, but on the demand that the cities surrender to him. It's the demand for surrender that here typifies the battle of Sancheriv against Yehuda. Chizkiyahu saw that Sancheriv had come with his face to fight against Jerusalem, Pasuk Gimel, he took counsel with his officers and, the, and those who were uh, his soldiers to close off the waters of the springs which were outside the city, and they assisted him. So this is the first major project. Chizkiyahu demands people's help, closing off the water sources so that the Assyrian army, when it comes, will not easily be able to access water. This obviously requires enormous amount of manpower. Chizkiyahu is able to assist to get that manpower because he's galvanized popular support. People support Chizkiyahu. Pasuk Dalad. Vayikavtsu amrav vayistemuk et kol ma'ayanot ve'et hanachal hashotef betoch ha'aretz lemor lama yavo malchei ashur umatzu ma'im rabim A great number of people gathered. They closed off the uh, springs as well as the water course that ra- water courses that ran throughout the land. In other words, the Nachal Hashotef here has to be understood as a general state, general um, term referring to all the water courses. And the statement here is Lama Yavo Ashur Rabim. Why should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? Let us close off the water courses, turn them into um, channels that only give water in the cities. Pasukei, and of course, this refers to Chizkiyahu's major. Um, architectural accomplishment, the building of the, the Shiloh Tunnel, which is still there today and which you can walk through today.
which brings the water into the city of Yerushalayim. Pasukei. Vayit chazak, vayiven et kol hachoma ha-pruutza, vayal al ha-migdalot, velachutza hachoma acheret, vayichazek et hamilo ir David, vayas shelach larov umaginim. He fortified, he built the broken down wall, went up upon the towers, as well as building another wall on the outside. He strengthened the Milo in the city of David, um, and he provided great number of shields for the defenders. Pasukvav Vaiten Sare Milchamot Al Ha'am he placed op- military officers upon the people. In other words, he drafted the people into a sort of military um, formation. He encouraged people to, to come and fight in the army. And he gathered them into the square which was in front of the gate of the city. And he said, spoke to them saying as follows, Pesukim Zayun Chet, are the speech that he gives and the speech is significant. Be strong, be brave, do not fear, do not uh, tremble from before the king of Assyria and before all of the multitude which is with him, for that which is with us is greater than that which is with him. In other words, what is with us, what is with him? That's detailed in the next verse, Pasuk Chet. With him is an a arm of flesh, in other words, with him is physical strength. But with us is the Lord our God who will assist us. Because the Lord our God will uh, be our ally. That is more strong than anything that's with him. God will fight for us. The people relied on the words of Chizkiyahu, king of Yehuda. The first victory is achieved. Chizkiyahu was able to get the people onto his side. Then, the next 15 verses detail how Sancheriv comes and tries to get the people onto his side. So really, it's a battle for the people here and not a battle for divine sovereignty. Pasuk Tet, Achar zeshalach Sancheriv melech Ashur avadav Yerushalayma v'hu al lachish v'chol memshato imo after that, Sancher, the king of Assyria, sent his off his servants to Jerusalem while he was at Lachish with all of his court with him to Chizkiyahu, king of Judah, and to all of Judah which is in Jerusalem, saying, in other words, the embassy of the emissaries of Sancher are specifically being sent here not just to Chizkiel, but also to all of Judah, the, peop- the populace. Pasuk 10, Ko amar sancheriv melech Ashur, al ma atem botchim v'yoshvim b'matzor b'yushalayim. Thus says sancheriv king of Assyria, and what do you rely that you sit in siege in Jerusalem? Pasuk Yud Aleph, Halo yichizkiyahu masit et letchem, latet etchem lamut bara'av uvatsama lemor, Hashem elokeinu yatzileinu mikaf melech Ashur. Isn't Chizkiyahu inciting you, saying to give you into the into the to give you into uh, into the death by starvation and um, thirst, saying the Lord your God, the Lord our God, will save us from the hands of the king of Assyria? In other words, what's Sancheriv's um, formulation here? 
don't rely on Chizkiyahu because you're going to die of starvation in the besieged city. Rather, come over and support the king of Assyria. Um, how can you rely on the Lord your God? Pasuk 12. Isn't he the Hezekiah who has removed the altars and the um, high places of, the, of your God and said to all of Jude and Jerusalem, uh, bow and offer before a single altar? The point here, this is taken over from Malachim and from Yeshayahu. Chizkiyahu ordained centralization of worship. He demanded that, they, that the Jews follow the laws established in Sefer Devarim that require that sacrifice be take, take place only in Jerusalem. The king of Assyria sees this as laughable. How can you possibly demand that people sacrifice in a single place? When you sacrifice in a single place, you are limiting the power of the God because the God then is only in that single place. Whereas if you have lots of sacrifices, the gods have lots of food, they eat better, they're happier, they're more willing to um, to help their uh, their people. And so this is a sort of wheels within wheels. Sancheriv is laughing at the Jews for sacrificing at one altar. He's laughing at the Chizkiyahu for forcing the Jews to do this. And Baal Sefer Diver Hayamim, following Baal Sefer Yeshayahu, is laughing at Sancheriv for thinking that God needs to eat from the altars. Pasuk Yud Gimel Yud the continuation of Sancheriv's boasts. In Sefer Yeshayahu, we have three different speeches of Sancheriv. Here it's all compacted into a single speech. Pasuk Yud Gimel, Halot Eidu Me'asit Yani Ve'avotai Lechol Ame Ha'aratzot. Will you not know what I and my fathers have done to all the nations of the of the lands? Have the gods of any of the nations of the lands been able to see, save their lands for me? In other words, I am more powerful than the gods of all the lands. Pasuk 14. Is there any god of any nation of that, that I have conquered, that my ancestors have conquered and destroyed, who was able to save his people from my hand? That your god will be able to save save you from your, your from my hand? Pasuk fifteen. Therefore now, Pasuk 15, as we've seen before, Ata indicates the point. Let Chizkiyahu not entice you, let him not um, seduce you, saying um, in this manner, do not trust him, for no god of any nation is able to save his people from my hand and from the hands of my fathers, just so your god is not able to save you from my hand. And that's how much more so if no God has saved those people from my hand, why would you think your God can do this? So all of Sancheriv's speeches here are synopsized or summarized in a single speech which focuses on the theme of no God saved, the, saved any nation from my hands, why should your God do that? The speeches continue. There is a mention in Sefer Pasuk Tetzayin, Pasuk 16, 
that this is not the whole speech, that he continued to speak. Uh, in Pasuk 17, uh, the mention is that he also writes documents. He also writes a written message to Chizkiyahu, as we find in Sefer Yeshayahu and in Sefer Malachim. This is a summary of the events in Yeshayahu and in Malachim. Pasuk 17, Yudzayin usfarim katav lecharef l'ashem elokei Yisrael, v'leimor alav leimor keelohe goyei ha'aratzot asher lo hitzilu amam yadi, ken lo yatzil elokei yichizkiyahu amom yadi. He wrote letters to denigrate the, uh, the Lord, the God of Israel, to say about him, saying, He is like the gods of all the nations which did not save their peoples from my hand, so will the God of Hezekiah not save his people from my hand. Furthermore, Pasuk Yudchet, the, the high point of this speech is that they speak out to the people. They spoke in a powerful voice in the Jewish language to the people of Jerusalem who were on the walls to cause them to fear and panic that they might conquer the city. In other words, the battle really is about can you get the people who are on the wall to surrender over to your side. While that is mentioned in Sefer Malachim and Sefer Yeshayahu, it becomes the main focus here in Sefer Divrei Hayamim, the address of, his, of Sancheriv is to the people and not at all to Chizkiyahu, unlike in Malachim and Yeshayahu, where, has, where Sancheriv speaks both to the people and to Chizkiyahu. Here he only speaks to the people. As we said from the outset, the battle here is will the people surrender the city to Sancheriv? Pasukaf, verse 20. Vaitpalel Yechizkiyahu HaMelech Vishayahu Venamot Hanavi Alzot Vaizaku Hashamayim. The prayer of Hezekiah and of Yishayahu Hanavi is what ultimately turns the tables. Let me translate verse 20. Chizkiyahu the king and Yishayahu Benamot the prophets uh, prayed about this and called out in, to the heavens. Their prayer to, to God is what ultimately is the turning point of this narrative. Um, as a result of their prayer, Verse 21, God sent an angel. He destroyed every strong warrior and every prince and every officer in the camp of the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria returned in embarrassment to his land. He came into the house of his god there, and his descendants there killed him by the sword, and he died. The, that is a historical event. Sancheriv does return to Assyria. Many years later, he is killed by his own children. Sefer Melachim recounts this event in somewhat greater detail. We do know that the names of the children are some, who killed him, from the, as recorded in the Assyrian records, are somewhat similar to the names recorded in Sefer Melachim, uh, at least in some dialects. And if, and if you look at Pasuk Kafbet, we see the uh, summary. Vayosha Hashem et Yechizkiyahu vet Yoshvei Yerushalayim miyad Sancheriv melech Ashur, miyad kol vayinahalem misaviv. God saved Chizkiyahu and the people of Yerushalayim from the hands of Sancheriv, king of Assyria, from the hands of all, and he led them all around. Uh, here the language of Ayosha, 
language of salvation, same language as we find in uh, the Shirat uh, the in Kriyat Yamsuf, God saves Chizkiyahu here. Overall, this is not an episode of uh, in which God's sovereignty is the primary uh, part of the narrative, but it is mentioned, and by God saving Yechizkiyahu, we see the idea that God demonstrates that he is more powerful than any other God. That point is not in doubt in Sefer Divrahiyamim. No one questions that God is more powerful, uh, but the really the main point here is by God's de- will the people of Yushalayim show that they believe in God's power, will they refuse to surrender the city, they withstand the test, they don't surrender the city, and of course God is there to save them. The result of such a divine salvation ought to be human thanks, and in Pasuk 23 we do find human thanks. Many brought pre- uh, gifts to the Lord to Jerusalem and presents to Chizkiyahu, the king of Judah, who was heightened in the eyes of all the nations after this. There's a recognition of Chizkiyahu as a, as a local leader. Uh, people bring tributes to thank him for his uh, strong stand against the Syria and to thank God for his salvation. And this, of course, might result in Chizkiyahu was becoming arrogant, and that point is mentioned so repeatedly in Divrei Amim. Um, and it appears in Pasuk 24-25. In Pasuk 24, we're told that Chizkiyahu became ill, he prayed to God, a sign was given to him, and at Pasuk 25, We're briefly told here that Chizkiyahu did not act in accordance with that which was given to him, in other words, he did not act nicely because God had behaved, had, had given him such a great reward of saving the city, Rather, Chizkiyahu became arrogant. Gavalibo, we're told. Vahiyalav ketzef Anger from God was upon him, Judah, and Jerusalem. Then, Pasuk 26, immediately, Vaikanai Chizkiyahu begovalibo, huviyoshve Yerushalayim, veloava aleim ketzef Hashem bimei Chizkiyahu. Chizkiyahu surrendered from the arrogance of his heart, he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Anger from God did not come upon them in the time of Chizkiyahu. So in other words, Chizkiyahu is, there's a brief mention of Chizkiyahu's arrogance and it immediately is uh, eliminated. The subsequent Pesukim are really the summary of Chizkiyahu's reign, mentioning how great a king he was, rivaling Shlomo in his, the wealth that flows into the city in his time and in his dedication to God. Pasuk 27, Chizkiyahu had much wealth and honor. He built, he made store cities for gold and silver and for the precious stones, for uh, spices, for the shields, and for all desirable vessels. Pasuk 28. <coughs> he made storehouses for um, the produce consisting of w- grain, wine, and oils, as well as stables for all a- types of di- different types of animals, and flocks um, for and flocks for places to to um, house the flocks. Pasuk 
וערים עשה לו מקנצונו וקר לרוב, כי נתן לו אלוקים רכוש רב מאוד. He made cities, as when he also had uh, cattle, sheep and cattle in great numbers, because God gave him very, a great, number, great amount of property. Pasuk uh, 30, the last pasuk we will go through in detail. V'hu yechizkiyahu satam et motza meimei gichon ha'elyon, v'yashrem lemata ma'arava li'er David, v'yatzlach yechizkiyahu b'chol ma'asehu. He, Chizkiyahu, closed the water, the... Um, the source of the waters of Gichon, the upper source of the waters of Gichon. He strengthened, the, he strengthened them to go to, uh, downwards on the westward course towards the city of David. Chizkiyahu succeeded in all his actions. Here we have a, a, a specific mention of the building of Chizkiyahu's tunnel. Then there is a very brief mention in Pasuk Lamed Aleph of the episode of the emissaries from the king of Babel, which we find in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perak Lamed Chet. And then the concluding verses... Um, of Chizkiyahu, uh, where we're told that his, records of Chizkiyahu are kept by Yeshayahu ben Amotz, the prophet. And then in Pasuk Lamed Gimel, Vayishkav Yechizkiyahu im avotav, Vayikberu b'amaale kivrei v'nei David, V'chavor asu lo v'moto kol yudav yoshvei Yerushalayim, Vayimloch menashe v'not tachtav. Chizkiyahu lay with his ancestors, he was buried in the uppermost part of the graves of the sons of David. They honored him in his death, all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and Menashe his son reigned in his stead.